Good morning and welcome to a Saturday, June the 18th or 19th. I, I what day is it? I, I don't even know. I think it's the 18th, but it could be the 19th. Hey, anyway, it's Saturday. Yep. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. It's Saturday. <laughs> and the Christian Underground News Network is at it again. We're glad that you're with us, uh, especially for today's uh, session. We're, we're going to be talking about... Um, uh, the book of First Peter, I believe, correct? That's it. Okay, and uh, we've uh, you well, you stumbled across something and kind of interesting uh, weeks ago when you mentioned this to me about Peter, yeah, uh, having not having a moniker that we thought that you thought he should have. Well, uh, for a particular reason, and I know you'll get into that yeah. here in just a second, but. Okay, so First Peter, uh, the book of First Peter today. I think you're gonna uh, listen. You're gonna want to get your Bibles out and get your notebooks ready and have a heavy writing utensil ready because I happen to know that we're gonna have some really cool information come out here. This is this is beautiful stuff. So we're glad you're with us today. And without further ado, um, I'm gonna let Pastor Dick Chamberlain take over and let and take us through first peter uh exegetically would you um i think that's a good word yeah yeah we i'm not sure how to spell it but okay <laughs> that means we're going to go kind of verse by verse paragraph by paragraph study but i think the introduction might take quite a while because i want to tell you some things about peter if you turn in your Bibles to First First Peter, and I want to say some things about Peter that uh, oh may not be too flattering, but First Peter has become one of my favorite books in the New Testament, and, and for a reason I'm going to talk about in just a moment. So here I am in First Peter, and put your bookmark there. Because we're going to go to a few scriptures before we get to the exegesis. <laughs> the first, I, I have fallen in love with this epistle for one reason. Curtis, um, I began writing a, another article on the doctrine of grace. Yes, I know you have. And I looked through my trusty Strong's exhaustive concordance. And guess what I found out about the doctrine of grace. What? I found out that in the book of First Peter, mm -hmm. there is a perfect program of the progress of grace. It's a, it, it's, it amazed me because of some things I know about Peter uh, from the New Testament. And there are eight mentions of it. And we're, and we'll hit those uh, sometimes uh, uh, during the exegesis of first Peter. See, I got him started on that. One. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, <laughs> you're hooked now, aren't you? It's not the first time I've heard the word Curtis. <laughs> All right. I'm sure okay. So, so I, I, I started doing some, uh, some background work on, on Peter and, um, some things that <laughs> the first thing I want to mention about Peter. And, and by the way, I found this outline that I had taught, uh, at a Baptist church, oh, five or six years ago, and it took 13 sessions, but I don't think we'll take that many. But 
Um, begin reading at First Peter chapter one, verse one. It says, "Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ." Let's just stop there for a minute. Peter was an apostle. That was his position. He was called to be an apostle. Now, the word apostle is a little different than the word disciple. Disciple means a follower of Jesus Christ. An apostle is means one who is sent by Jesus Christ. And so Peter then is telling us that he was sent. And so he is uh, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Now, let's talk about some things before before we get too far into the exposition, because uh, um, I'm, I, I was doing some research on Peter, and, and some of the things about Peter, um, it just were hard to believe. I mean, it's in the Bible, and I knew they were these things, but uh, I think that you should know who we're dealing with when we talk about Peter. Now, Peter was an impetuous guy. Yes, he was. Yeah, uh, he always operated uh, uh, under the administration of open mouth, insert foot. Yeah, he, he now, was now, impetuous. If say. I said, if I told you I was never guilty of that, I'd be lying. Um, and so, and that's the way it is with both of, most of us. But um, here's some of Peter's foibles. Let's talk about Peter. Now, Peter has written two books of the New Testament. And I love them, and, I, and I've studied them. Uh, but in my research about Peter, uh, I found out some things. Well, I, I found out more um, extensively about some things about Peter. Do you know that Peter, um, uh, he, was, uh, he was called an apostle to the circumcision in Galatians chapter Five verse seven. That means he was an apostle to, to the to the to the Jews. Oh, to the circumcision. Yeah, not to the uncircumcision. And, and Paul was right. an apostle to the uncircumcision. That's right. And then when you read the book of Acts, the first twelve chapters are mostly about the ministry on earth after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the, the ministry of Peter, mm -hmm. and then Acts thirteen through twenty eight talk about the ministry of the apostle Paul. And so just these few things um, about his position. He was an apostle. And uh, there are several passages in the scripture would talk about um, the, uh, the apostles, who they were. Yeah. And we'll talk about those in just a minute. But every time there is a list of 12 apostles, in the New Testament, mm -hmm. guess who's mentioned first? Yeah. Peter. Peter is, yeah. Every time. Yeah, every, every time. time. And you'll find these in, oh, um, Matthew chapter 10, verse 2, Mark chapter 3, verses 3 through 16, Luke chapter 6, verse 14. Yeah. Those are lists of the apostles. Mm -hmm. And Peter is always mentioned first, and then his brother Andrew. Peter had a brother uh, named Andrew. And by the way, uh, this is just a, this is just a, a rabbit trail I'm going to take you on. There is a religious organization that claims that Peter was the first pope. Now, isn't it amazing to me 
that to be a pope, you have to be single. Well, guess what Peter had? Peter had a wife. Peter was married. Oh, no. Oh, you can see it in Matthew chapter 8, verse 14. Peter's wife's mother was sick and jesus yeah. came and rose her up from the rose her from the dead from well, this he's disqualified from being pope yeah so peter was married now there's nothing wrong with him being married and paul says it in in the book of galatians yeah, but according and, to this religious sect, that's right and in first corinthians first corinthians 9 5 he talked and following uh, the apostle paul talks about peter and the other apostles uh, were allowed to marry. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, understand this. Peter was married. He had a brother, Andrew, who was also an apostle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and he called himself in, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 1, an apostle of Jesus Christ. So, um, and we're talking about, that's his position. Let's talk about his prominence and that is, he was always mentioned first yeah. in these lists of of um, of, of, of apostles three times, and then we see his pronouncement in Matthew sixteen sixteen. He said, "Thou art the Christ." Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? Um, he told Jesus that. He, yeah, he answered Jesus. That's that. right. So, yeah, who do men say that I am? Yeah. Thou art the Christ, and. And he made no bones about it. He, he popped off an answer. But Peter was not always that way. Uh, turn, if you will, please, people, in your Bible to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew 26. Turn right to it. Oh, boy. Um, Let's, re- let's begin reading it. Um, um, I think this was after the, the Last Supper. He said, um, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. This is Jesus speaking. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it in an in drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. And when he had sung in him, they went out into the Mount of Olives. Then saith Jesus unto them, all ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. But Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet I shall never be offended. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And then they went to the garden of Gethsemane, and and, uh, Judas betrayed him, and Jesus was taken captive. And he was taken up to Caiaphas, the high priest. So Peter said, though I should die with thee, yet I will not deny thee. Likewise also said all of his disciples. Then cometh Jesus with them to uh, Gethsemane. And he saith unto his disciples, sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took Peter 
and two sons Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy and so forth. And so he, uh, he told them, I took him aside. And in verse 43, he said, you know, watch and pray. Um, and, um, and then he, and then he said, uh, you know, come and rest for a while. And, and, and it goes on. And then we get to, uh, Matthew 26 verses 69 through 70 through, Oh, about 72. Okay. Something like that. 75. Now Jesus was in, uh, in the temple at Caiaphas and he was the high priest and, um, and he was, uh, questioning Jesus and saying, uh, prophesy unto us, thou Christ, who is he that smote thee? Because someone had just slapped him, buffeted him. Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied them before them all, what? saying, I know not what thou sayest. Uh -oh. Wow. I don't know what you're talking about. That's what he said. And when he was gone out onto the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them uh, that they, that were there, this fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied with an oath. Yeah. I do not know the man. And after a while came unto him, they that stood by and said to Peter, surely thou uh, also art one of them for thy speech bereath thee. Then began he to curse and to swear. He went from an oath mm -hmm. to cursing and swearing. And he says, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew. Mm -hmm. Remember Jesus said, before the yeah. cock crows, you'll deny me three times. That's right. There they are. He denied them three, yeah, times. three times. By the way, you can find um, these uh, 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 these things in, Ma in Mark chapter 14, mm -hmm. verses 30. And 72, and in Luke 22, verses 34 and 61, same thing. So Peter remembered then the word of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. Yep. That's not what... That's he denied the Lord Jesus Christ three times. It was prophesied, and he did. Why did he? Why did he? You wonder why he did it. Well, did he do it because Jesus told him he would do it? You know, Let's, or or was he just afraid of similar persecution? I think he was. He was afraid to be crucified. Yeah, they they were going to take him. Yeah, they, they would. I think they would have. Yeah. Yeah, and and they and they singled him out. Why? Because he was a spokesman of the group yeah, usually. Sure yeah, was. yeah. So and they knew that. Yeah, and they were going to get him too. I think. Oh, but I'm sure they would. I'm sure that. But he. But he. And there's three different passages that said he denied the Lord Jesus Christ three times. Now, did Jesus make him deny him? No, no, no. no. He just he knew. Just, he knew that he would. That he would. That's that's amazing. See, so anyway, um, that's one of his foibles. Oh, by the way, 
in uh, Matthew chapter 14, verses 28 through 31, uh, we find out that Jesus had just fed the 5,000 with five loaves and two fishes. And then he went uh, in a mountain by himself to pray and told the apostles to get in a boat and go back home. And while they were in the boat, there was a storm that arose and a very strong wind. And then they saw Jesus walking on the water. Well, the other the disciples said, it's a spirit. And they were, and they were afraid. Yeah. And Jesus said, fear not, it is I. Uh -huh. Well, big mouth Peter. Yeah. He said, Lord, if it be thou, now, wait a minute, Peter, who else would walk on the water That's for right. crying out loud? <laughs> and who else would say, it is I? Yeah. And and people ran recognized, yes, yeah. Lord, if it be thou. And maybe it could have been translated, since it be thou. But since it's in the King James, yeah. if it be thou, bid me come to thee upon the water. And Jesus said, come. And Peter immediately jumped out of the boat and began to walk on the water. But when he saw the waves boisterous, mm -hmm. he began to sink. Yep. And he cried, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand mm -hmm. and pulled Peter out of the water. Yep. Guess what he said? <laughs> he said, O thou of little faith. Oh, ye of little faith. Wherefore didst thou doubt? Now, 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 he denied Christ three times. He doubted the Lord Jesus Christ. There's one other thing I want to uh, I, I want to talk about. Um, he um, Jesus was talking about um, in in the book of Matthew and and in other books that he was he was talking about how he was going to be killed. And and Peter said, "Not so, Lord. This thing shall not be unto thee." You know what Jesus said to him? Get thee behind me, Satan. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he said, for thou art an offense to me. My goodness. He disputed the word of the Lord. So, so here's Peter. He denied Jesus Christ three times. He doubted him when he said, you can walk on the water. And he disputed mm -hmm. his prophecy of his death, burial, and resurrection. Yep. Now, that's the Peter <laughs> that, that uh, people know and love that penned the book of 1 Peter. And so Peter wrote First and Second Peter, and boy, they're bombshells. Yeah, they are. Now, the reason I got so interested in First Peter is because I saw the many mentions of grace. And I started to write a booklet, Curtis, uh, entitled Grace in First Peter. And there's and this program of grace starts right out in First Peter, the first three verses. And 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 I call this the system of grace. And so uh, having said that, let's go back to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Now, strangers um, probably are these um, uh, Jews who were not in 
Judea mm-hmm. or Jerusalem. Yeah. And then he says, elect. Now, folks, listen to what I'm saying here. There's three things here in the system of grace. First of all, you're elect or chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. You see, God the Father. Then he says, through sanctification of the Spirit. Whoa. There's the Holy Spirit in this system. And unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. There's the Trinity. All involved in in the election, the, the choosing by God of believers. And then... He said in verse 2, he says, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a little chart. I wish I could put it up. Sometimes, uh, Sometime we might be. Yeah, this is a Venn diagram. Okay. V-E-N-N. Venn diagram. Okay. I love these things. So the first three things on, this, on these two chapters uh, tell us the mind of God. And here's how you know the mind of God. You see the words according to mm-hmm. and through mm-hmm. and unto. Mm-hmm. And then Keywords. you see the, the method of God. The election is the mind of God and the Trinity is the method of God uh, according to the foreknowledge of God. Now, folks, there's so much discussion, misappropriation, and misinterpretation of the word foreknowledge. God is omniscient. And by the way, the Christians that got together in Acts chapter 15 for a confab, James, I think, was the the, the head of it. Peter was there, and Paul was there. Mm -hmm. And and, um, um, so uh, James stood up in the midst of it and he was um, giving assent to the fact that Peter also had been sent to the, to, to open up the preaching of the gospel to the Gentiles, which we shall see. And, and so, and he'll, so he said to them in Acts chapter 18, 15, make sure you underline this in your Bible, put an X by it, shade it, whatever you, whatever you need to do, to remind you of going back to this one verse, which tells you about God's foreknowledge. And it says this, for known unto God are all his works from the beginning. God knew that Peter would doubt. He knew that he would dispute. He knew that he would deny. But God was a recipient. I mean, Paul was a recipient of God's grace. Peter. Peter. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. What did I say? Oh, yeah. Okay. But Peter was the recipient of God's grace. And when you look at all of these things that Peter did, these foibles, Mm -hmm. you have to ask yourself, whoever needed grace more than Peter? Boy, that's for sure. 
Now, the answer to that might be the Apostle Paul, but look at all these things. Well, he, he's normally thought of as the Apostle of Grace because, oh, absolutely. because of Romans and any other epistles. That's right. And the book of Acts. And the book of Acts. That's and, right. You know, he's yeah. normally thought and, of. And in the book of Galatians, especially. Yes. Yes. He's the, he, he's yes. the prominent uh, uh, promoter of the grace of God. But here we have God's mind according to his method. For knowledge of God, God already knew through sanctification of the spirit. And so the word sanctify means to set apart. So the, the moment we believe, the moment we are chosen or elected, mm -hmm. we become separated unto God. Mm -hmm. And the member of the Trinity that does that is the Holy Spirit. And then it says unto talking about that election unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. What? Your obedience? No. No. The obedience of Jesus Christ who knew he was going to be crucified, who knew he was going to be beaten, who knew he was going to be hanged on the cross, who knew he was going to sh shed his blood, and he knew he was going to be in the grave for three days, and he knew he was going to raise again. And all of that is who, true. Who subjected himself to the will of his father. That's right. On our behalf. And he became a ransom for all. That's right. That we might be called the sons of God. Now listen. Listen. So, so the link between the mind of God and the method of God are the words according to his foreknowledge through sanctification of the spirit and unto the obedience of the blood of Jesus Christ. So there, so there you are, you have it in. And, and so why do you think God chose Peter to do this? And I think it's because and this is just my, world, my my earthly opinion. I think it's because of his passionate disposition. Because of his impetuosity and because he was passionate. And by the way, before the Lord was taken by the, the, the people in Gethsemane, Peter took a sword and chopped off Malchus's ear. Yeah, and sure Jesus did. said, put the sword away, Peter. Yeah, okay. So anyway, just think about those things about Peter. And then look at what Peter says and does. Now, remember, we talked about his position. He's an apostle. We talked about his prominence. He's always mentioned first. We talked about his pronouncement. Thou art the Christ. Oh, we talk about his power. Mm -hmm. Do you know? There was mm -hmm. a woman named, named Tabitha who was also That's called right. Dorcas. Yeah. And she died. Yes. People just loved her. Yeah. People just loved her and because she made clothing for them. Mm -hmm. And and uh, I, I think this is this is amazing because um, they uh, they called for Peter. Mm -hmm. And Peter came. And he told everybody to leave the room mm -hmm. because they were weak went over mm -hmm. Tabitha. Peter said, damsel, arise. And she did. Mm -hmm. Do you mean Peter had that power? Not of himself. Not of himself. No, that's for sure. Because let's get it straight. 
when you're talking about what happened at Pentecost, Peter got his act together. And all of these th three things that we told you about his foibles happened before mm -hmm. Jesus died. So having said that, let's go on to, oh, um, let's go on to his, his um, performance. Acts chapter 5, verse 12, please. Acts chapter 5, verse 12. Now we're doing this so that you can get an idea of the author and what he was like. Acts chapter 5, verse 12. And that's where, well, let's, let's, let's begin reading a, a few verses before this. Um, it, he, uh, it says here, Acts chapter 5. And again, this is right after um, the, the, the uh, Ananias and Sapphira sold a possession and kept back part of the price. One minute, Pastor. Okay. And Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? And uh, while, while, it was, while you had it, was it not your own power? After it sold, it was it not thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied to, unto men, but unto God. Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost, and great fear came on all them that heard these things. And the young men arose, wound him up, carried him out, buried him, and it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And guess what? Peter said, why have you? Then Peter said unto her, how is it that you've agreed together to tempt the Holy Spirit? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at, thy, at the door, and they shall carry thee out. Now, we're going to pick this up in just a few minutes because we're going to take a quick call.